You're listening to the North Peace Roundtable podcast, your weekly podcast about theology and the Christian life. Episode 103, gentlemen. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, my name's Andrew, and with me, as always, is Cameron. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, and, or good evening. And, <laughs> and Corlin. Hi. Okay. Well, <coughs> let's try and be less creepy there, Corlin. <laughs> And yeah, thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the podcast, we do this every week and either answer questions people have sent in or talk about topics we've uh, thought about throughout the week. So we have a question and it's a good one. Uh, not, I mean, all our questions are good, uh, but this one's really good. So this person says, I'm wondering about the development of the idea of weddings. In Genesis 29 it tells the story of Jacob and his wives. Laban makes a feast. Verse 23, in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob and he went into her. Genesis 24, 67 says, Isaac brought Rebekah into the tent of Sarah's mother and took Rebekah and she became his wife and he loved her. And Hosea talks about uh, Hosea taking Gomer as a wife. Um, in John 2, it talks about uh, the wedding at Cana, another feast. Uh, and this person gives some examples from like the 15th century and stuff like that, but I'll just kind of skip that. And it says, when and how did marriage go from taking a woman into a tent to a church ceremony or nowadays a civil ceremony? Now there, do or now there doesn't even have to be a ceremony. If a couple lives together as man and wife for six months, the law considers them to be married and they have rights to each other's property, money, etc. The church makes a big deal about young people living together. Isn't that what Isaac and Rebecca did? I was like, that's a that's a really good question. Yeah, I, yeah. I've actually had this question before from people who are like, what's the big deal about yep. a marriage license? Why do we have to sign a paper? Can't we just, you know, say some vows to each other before God and boom, we're married. Can't we just live together? Isn't living together basically being husband and wife? Yeah. And I've, I've actually had people say, see, look, in the Old Testament, they just kind of started living together and mm -hmm. now they're husbands and wives. Um, uh, I even had one guy, so there's a passage in first Corinthians six that talks about like, you know, if you have sex with a prostitute, you're one with her. And, uh, yeah. a guy came into my office <clears throat> and he gave off some like mm, creepy vibes. And he was like, I think as soon as you have sex with someone, you're their spouse. And that's what Paul means when he says like, if you have sex with a prostitute, you're one with them. So. He's like, that's what marriage is. Just sex for him. Like marriage was just sex. As soon as you have sex with someone, boom, you're married to them. So, I mean, there is a ton to unpack here. I don't know where you guys want to start. <laughs> Do we uh, see like marriage ceremonies in the Bible? Is it like this person saying, just boom, grab, grab a person, take them into your tent. They're your spouse. Or, I, or I think I think I would start by saying it's good to unpack because even if you're living in North America like what we are and you do the the whole with air quotes proper ceremony where you're coming to a church a pastor is you know d giving a sermon you say your vows to each other you sit down and sign the paper I think my wife's and my like like our wedding paper I think it only actually made it through the system like a month after we signed it which means legally we weren't technically married until it had gone through the system but we started living together as soon as the church ceremony was done so i think it's a good thing to unpack figure out what what all of these things mean crack the code <clears throat> classic millennial what's that i don't know i just D always make fun of Corlin, who's like what's the big deal about signing what? something man it's true 
it is it is more common among people my age for stuff just like non-committal that. Non right? uh, yeah non-committal <laughs> is often one of the words that is used around millennials uh i think some of it too is just questioning why things have been done the way they are sure. did you get married in a church yeah why? you got married here why yeah it's a very fair question for me and aaron it was free it was free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, did you, you know, guys get married here yeah in this, okay yep. i couldn't remember yeah we got married here in this building um i think some of it was because we actually we did have access to the culturally like appropriate ways to get married right so for us in our culture in our setting with the people around us had we skipped out on that process maybe with uh, uh eloping being one of the only other ways yep. uh that would be considered acceptable this was like we were able to do this and nobody batted an eye and questioned mm -hmm. our marriage. So culturally speaking, it didn't create barriers. I don't know that like now that would be my response. Back then, I think it was just, well, this is just what we have to do. Right. Um, looking back, I would still choose to do it that way. Like say Aaron and I were getting married in the future, I would choose to do it that way uh, yeah. because of some of those things. It doesn't create the barriers. Yeah. Um, and then also, I think that it is honoring to God to to as much as we can without sinning, honor the government and what they've requested. So if marriage mm -hmm. by signing the forms is something that yeah. they want, then I mean, I, at the end of the day, yeah. if marriage is supposed to be a, a public way of displaying the gospel, I don't care if the government knows that I'm married. So sure. I think it's interesting to start <clears throat> at our marriages and kind of work backwards instead. Okay. Because Love it. I, I like how we are kind of like shuffled into these constitutions or ideas of what ceremony looks like yeah and um and it's so regional and and it's uh a good example is my foreign wife and when we got married we uh she's from a v and in that time is only a couple years in canada or four year five years in canada from a very poor region so the idea of any kind of lavish or any kind of ceremony and especially since her family couldn't be there yeah because uh, they were on the other side of the world it was really interesting planning because we got married on a college campus and it was a Saturday night and we didn't have a lot of money and we were really struggling with the idea of like feeding a lot of people that yeah. we hardly knew or saw. Yeah. And this like really bothered my family. Like it really disrupted like huh. the idea of what this should look hmm. like to the point where like we're, we didn't care about like. I didn't care about buying a new suit, so actually my family did because they're like, "You're gonna go there with a fresh." I'm like, "If you guys want to spend your <laughs> 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 um, man, you that's know, smart. I should have done that." Yeah, my wife got a beautiful dress from a wedding dress consignment. I think it was like three hundred bucks, and we ordered our wedding rings, which we're wearing today, from a Hutterite colony that like cut steel. Oh, sweet! <laughs> and it was like one hundred and seventy bucks for both of them. Yeah, man. Uh, so it was like just countercultural, but still like. The pastor that married us is a f like the closest one of the closest family friends that we have, and it was still like ceremony, like what you said, honoring God. And then, of course, the government got their vital statistics form yeah, <laughs> yeah, later, totally. and we paid our twenty five dollars at an insurance office. But what's interesting about that is like the idea of wedding ceremony today is literally just that confession to another person in front of God. And yeah. so, could that happen at City Hall or with in front of the? corporate officer yeah i think so yeah. because it's actually our culture today doesn't rest on the ceremony of it all where we will see throughout history it was actually more of us yeah public 
it's interesting how we made it something public when really it is a covenant between God and another individual yeah. in front of people, but we almost blend it with baptism to think like it's the same in some way. And in some cultures it is, like you're marrying a community, but I think for ours it's gotten to the point where we just want to marry the individual and skip out on the in-laws and the family dynamics and almost like yeah. scoop them up and bugger off because we yeah. don't want to do the family stuff. Yeah. Um, let's. The question I had, and I think you had mentioned something about that. Is it true that if you just live together with someone for six months, the law of the land considers you married? It's changed. So it's oh, okay. uh, It's changed to two years, um, where the government, at least of British Columbia, would consider someone common law married. In in the case of like, then like estate or any kind of wills yeah. or planning. So we had a lawyer presentation where uh, this notary actually acknowledged that at some point the government must have realized that this short amount of time is... Yeah, is I think you said, like, anyone can do anything for six <laughs> yeah, months. Yeah. Infatuation <laughs> lasts six months. Like, So I think that, you know, the separation um, uh, agreements and then divorce and uh, separation of property was consuming much more court time than yeah. just letting someone be in this common union for, for at least two years. But it's interesting how... Um, how throughout history we see like this relationship and i think even if we look at it now when we meet another person it's almost like there's love or this idea of love and connection but also this like natural idea of like need for partnership to help sustain and like a partner that will like come along and like work to build a life together where mm -hmm. it's almost like uh, those who are drawn in that direction need to find someone to like partner with rather than like just out of love without any consideration of how this relationship will mutually benefit yeah. each person. So I think marriages originally started out much more transactional. Like I need you to help or you need me to help mm -hmm. you live. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere along the line, it got really perverse and almost like none of that mattered. And I don't know. I think in the Christian church today, we're kind of, I think we struggle a little bit with what marriage means. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading a, an article, and they basically said there's like three main views about marriage in the Bible. Um, and it was kind of like, uh, number one, God considers a man and woman married when they're legally married. So like in the eyes of the law. Number two, a man, <coughs> a man and woman are married in God's eyes when they've completed some kind of wedding ceremony. Or three, God considers a man and woman to be married as soon as they engage in intercourse. And they said, those are kind of three big ideas that most Christians have. And I think the, the last one just doesn't hold a lot of water. You know, as soon as you have sex with someone, you're married to them. Well, then why would God condemn fornication and say sex outside of marriage? Wouldn't he just say, as soon as you have sex with someone, you're married? Like, why would he, why would he tell people not to have sex before you're married? Like, it just doesn't logically make a whole lot of sense. There is something interesting about that because... <clears throat> there, I don't know if it's still relevant, but there is this notion that until a marriage is consummated, that yeah. that it can be null and, and voided. So you see that kind of with the Hollywood trend of like, oh, we went to Vegas and got legally married, but we didn't sleep together, so it wasn't really official. Sure, and that's in like in modern like sinful culture. So I, I wonder what origin that has hmm. in the sense of uh, two events like that, and maybe it is a more religious foundation of okay, we've made this agreement, but now we've slept together. We've Yeah, and I think there is yeah. something, I, I think there's something to that. It's not the only thing, 
that, that biblically matters. Mm. But that's even in some of the examples this person gave, there seems to be like, okay, then, you know, the man took his wife into their tent and they consummated their marriage and then they all celebrate that you're married. So there is something about like the sexual union of a man and a woman that matters, right? Um, I don't I don't think we can say it's just that. Um, I don't think even you could say like, you know, it has to be a legal Thing, that's what a marriage is because like you said it, it can differ from country to country mm-hmm. I think Corlin what you said like to obey the laws of the land like if a couple came unless to, it asks you to sin yeah but but yeah if a couple came to me and said hey we want to get married we actually don't want to sign a marriage license can you just do the ceremony and then we'll be married I would go mm, no because the government asks us to do this and it's part of marriage in our day and age so now if the government of Canada exploded and it no longer existed and there was no record and we're living in post-apocalyptic Canada, yeah. right? That's or they just said they're not going to... Or if they just said, well, we don't care about marriage licenses well, anymore. Then if a couple came to me, I'd go, yeah, I feel comfortable Well, even that. an example uh, that I was talking about with someone was just the idea like in, in the complete hypothetical that say during COVID period, there was a time when the government said, we're not handing out marriage licenses anymore because we just don't want anybody having any chance of getting together but there was a couple that was wanting to get married in my opinion i think if you go through the ceremony and do the legal stuff when as it's long available as they both provided a covid test from the last 72 <laughs> hours then i would perform this <laughs> but kidding. stuff like that right like you you go yes. to the extremes of like desert island you're both canadian citizens but you're stuck on a desert island there's nobody around yeah. you have no idea if you're being yeah. saved like as in getting off the island into civilization do you get married or do you just sit on yeah. opposite sides of the island the whole time like yeah and i don't think you we, we don't use extreme scenarios to just say, see, marriage licenses don't no, matter. No. no, they do matter, right? I think it's part of honoring the government and honoring God by obeying what the government says. But uh, a, a signing the marriage license is not the be-all and end-all of your marriage, right? It's a it's a part of it in the culture that we live in. And, I, and then I do think, biblically, there is something about the, the marriage ceremony and it's interesting, even some of the examples that were given, if you take a verse out of context, it sounds like, yeah, Isaac grabbed a woman, they went into the tent, and they're married. But even if you read Genesis 24, the very last verse of Genesis 24 is, Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah, his mother, and took Rebekah, and she became his wife. But if you read actually all of Genesis 24, um, uh, there was a whole list of things to look for. Then actually in uh, Genesis or, or verse 52, a dowry is paid. So they're following all the customs of the so, day. Um, just wait, hold on a sec. And then it says like they actually ate and drank. They spent the night there. So there was a ceremony there. Yeah. And then it says, uh, send me away to my master. Her brother and mother said, let the young woman remain with us a while, at least 10 days. Then she may go. And then it says that they called Rebecca and said, will you go with this man? She said, I will go. There's a ceremony that's taking place. Yeah. It's not Isaac going, come with me. We're going to go become man and wife. And it says they blessed Rebecca. And they like uh, a blessing in that day is like, we're going to pray over you and bless you. And then they say this blessing over Rebecca. Then they go and hop on their camels and follow the man. And then the consummation happens. So. I, there's a ceremony that takes so, place. I, I have a couple of questions. Yeah. Uh, just trying to build a picture of what marriage is then. So would you say that like, I don't know, marriage is a process like through the ceremony, through the asking for your wife, through 
all the way up until the consummation of the marriage, would you say that that would be like the equivalent of making sure all your T's are crossed, all your I's are dotted, and then the consummation of the marriage would be like the final period that you add and you're like, boom, done. This, this, this uh, covenant is complete. Or do you think that that happens sooner and that... Uh, yeah, I think it, it I, yes, I think it, it depends. So culturally in that day and age, right, the, the parents would pick out a spouse uh, for their son and then they would pay the bride price and then they would go through all of the things in in Genesis, right, in that day and age. And so they're following all the things culturally that really mattered. They would pray this prayer of blessing. They would ask the one, do you want to go? Blah, 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 blah. They would have yeah. a feast. They would. So, yeah, I think all of that is really important. Then you get to Jesus Day. And it's similar, but it's a little bit different. Yep. Like Mary and Joseph were considered already married, mm -hmm. and yet in that culture, you don't sleep together or live together for yeah. the first year. Mm -hmm. And and yet, if you broke up, you would have to get divorced because you're yeah. married. And yet, can you imagine? <laughs> like, can you imagine today being like, "Congrats, guys, you're married." Now, <laughs> sorry, buddy, you can't have sex for a year. It'd be like, "What?" That's <laughs> well, yeah, in our culture. But yeah. it's culture. I was going to say it still happens, and actually, you know. Bavlin, who's a friend who was used to work here in town, she walked through the whole um, arranged marriage, and she presented a really interesting perspective on how beautiful and respected she felt during the whole yeah. thing, <laughs> and how the fact that she she said, "I'm 24 years old. What do I know about love?" Which was fascinating hmm. because my parents, who are devote to each other for 30 years, are working with other families for my best interests. Huh. She said, I trust them with everything. I, she lives in Calgary now with her new husband. We were on Zoom with them not long ago. Wow. She's like, yeah, it's challenging, but I love this man. My family loves this man. They've chosen this man for me. It's actually, I think, far more beautiful than the chaos that yeah. our culture in our churches have of this. We let young children run rampant trying to find soulmates, and we honor it by making sure they're a Bible with the part. And that's about as close as we get to, yeah. Yeah. to like meeting other families and and so totally. in her situation she was committed to this man for however long so there was no market she in the freedom like i could imagine for a 24 year old in this community not having to look over her shoulder and wonder which guy's paying attention to her yeah yeah it's probably beautiful because she knows who she's gonna I, be. yeah i would argue it almost mirrors the biblical image of of christ being the bridegroom for us the bride the church uh but god set christ like God sent Jesus for us type deal. Like it was arranged marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. quite literally it yeah. was right. But so even like, in those cultures, there wasn't just one person from the beginning. Like she said, I've met men that my family and I have talked about. Yes. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. like there was one that, yeah, there was some attraction and the fa it was just perfect. Right. And I just really looked at that perspective thinking that biblically and even through some, Eastern cultures, it's a lot more formal because I think in North America now, if you ask what's the standard wedding, the church ceremony is not the standard anymore. It's not. Yeah. It's the farm field with the arches. And like, so we've actually yep. diluted ceremony to actually just grab a person, confess before God. And even in the Christian world, we don't have the church as being the most common place for a wedding anymore. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, so yeah, like I think just to jump back and clarify, you know, this person asking, you know, it just seems like you took a wife and uh, mm -hmm. there was a lot more involved. Yeah. Um, and so even that last statement, like the church makes a big deal about young people living together. Isn't that what Isaac and Rebecca did? No, that's not what they did. They actually followed all the steps. They of, got married. They got married. And of the culture of that day, even like Jesus attending uh, the wedding at Cana, like there was a, there was a ceremony and a feast 
to attend for yeah. this wedding. It wasn't just like, hey, you grabbed a girl and went to your tent. Woo! Like there's now it was slightly different. And even if you read uh, historically in Jesus day, it was super interesting. Like, yeah. right. You would have the because uh, even the parable of the, the ten virgins with the lamps that was told because it was relating to the the marriage ceremonies of the day. And you yeah. never knew when the groom was going to come. And then there's this big parade through the town. And, yeah. oh, you got to be ready and blah, blah, blah. And all these cultural things. So I think biblically you see what's important. Okay, some kind of ceremony. Yep. Um, and then there is the consummation of the marriage where a husband and wife literally become mm. one flesh. That seems to be very important, yep. right? And um, we're not told if back then they signed marriage licenses. I think historically you can look and they didn't. It was just yeah. kind of like, uh, I, I read something about in the Reformation, that's when marriage licenses kind of came in because they wanted to keep track of who was in their churches. Yeah. So a lot, in, so in the 1500s, it was kind of like, yeah. The origins are much less pure than we did. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. like, it's, yeah, we got to keep track of who you are, so sign this thing and that's, and that's. And we're going to grow our union and our churches. Yep, through. Totally. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, think that a good like marker anytime that you're reading the old testament like pre-church establishment and pre like order in the sense that we would consider now look at the way god blesses people or the way people interact and maybe don't base your entire theology on that without looking at the way people are punished at the same time and wondered if we still do that today because huh. it's a good kind of like yeah just foundation to say like oh maybe that's the way i should live or maybe that's maybe that's the way it should be today hmm. it's like well they also stoned someone like without any trial and like well, that wouldn't happen today well why wouldn't it happen today it's biblical why shouldn't we pursue that <laughs> well yeah, because right. <laughs> yeah um yeah things change and i heard it really nicely uh in actually a class through seminary on monday night where a person who was kind of feeling overwhelmed with um learning she was she's in her second semester and like when you spend time of course uh studying there's things that are there's things that you realize that you may have interpreted differently or yeah. like as you learn your faith uh, is maturing in the sense of uh just understanding increasing and that's fine what she did is say that like i feel like i don't know anything anymore and i feel like um my faith is you know, crumbling, and this professor, like, really gracefully interjected, saying, no, like, I think theology is constantly being renovated as someone learns. If you're devoting yourself to, like, study, mm. you you will have uh, renovation happening in the way you understand culture, God, his interaction with people, yeah, and, humanity. And that renovation is not to say that God is changing, and therefore we have to change our view of him. It's God is constant, and our view of him is constantly being changed to be hopefully more and more accurate. Sure, yeah. Which is why when you come to church, it's like, it was referenced the other night where someone was like, of course, the pastor may say things that you've not heard before, and it's not like they're changing anything about the gospel but this person devotes a large majority of their week when we're at work to actually right. studying and learning right so if they present something that might seem new and it conflicts with something that you believe it's not hearsay right <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah, heresy yeah. right yeah. off the bat it's like wow like and it's not new fresh revelation it's just a renovation of knowledge that is done through study yeah 
Yeah, that's good. Any other? It's only been 23 minutes, man. Actually? Yeah. <laughs> I should have so said well, one thing I am curious about, like you were talking about how uh, with your wedding, Cameron, there was uh, some clashing of heads. Maybe a person could say it that way around like how you guys didn't care about having crazy expensive feasts and stuff like that. Couldn't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys well, think that we, that's... Could, we, <laughs> we didn't want to afford. We actually went to... Eastern Europe for three weeks, and so we chose to spend our money. Well, there's even on like, our time have you together. Seen the show, there's a show where it's like wedding or mortgage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it was basically yeah. they're like, oh. here's fifty grand. You can either plan a lavish wedding or do a down payment on a house. And the whole show is like the couple trying to decide. And I told oh, Molly, geez. I'm like, that's not even a decision. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'll elope and we'll buy a house. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I I guess what I'm trying to ask because Andrew, I I don't know what your wedding was like did you guys have a relatively lavish wedding was it just uh my dad's a pastor and molly's dad is a truck driver so what do you think we could afford (laughs) dominican republic yeah (laughs) yeah woo destination no so that's a good question we got married in uh oregon because that's where molly's from yep we didn't even have a meal. We we had some, okay. We had some dessert afterwards. It was an evening wedding. I think the ceremony was at like, uh, I'm can't four or five. Cool at night, and we put a lot of effort into the ceremony, and then we had some like cake and dessert, and then like within an hour, Molly and I were gone because I'm like, I got better things to do than <laughs> stick around here with you guys. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. like we left at. Before eight, it yeah. was just kind of yeah. like, see you guys. Our wedding started at seven. We were home at nine. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. so it was interesting. Our ceremony though, like we really wanted to. So like my dad, he's a pastor. So he officiated, but he couldn't sign the license because he's not an American pastor. So oh, okay. Molly's pastor was involved as well. So my dad like gave us a really good uh, challenge from scripture, from Genesis, Ephesians five, like husbands and wives, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then um, we actually took communion together as husband, like, you know, as mm-hmm. I guess that was before we were technically husband and wife, but whatever. Um, and actually my family all like wrote a blessing that they said over us. Like, so we just put a lot of effort into like, yeah. that's actually what's most important. Not yeah. the, any feet washing. Any uh, feet? There was no feet oh. washing. Cause I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Did you guys wash? No. no. but it was like i want to put more effort into that than like ooh steak or fish because i'm like one i don't want to pay for all you chums to have a free meal yeah and you're here to see like us before god yeah right vow to each other so that's that's what we did yeah Um, and it was a lot cheaper the most expensive weddings i've ever been to none of them are together which is really sad yeah like really sad Hmm. the last one was like well, the one before was my brother, and like he's probably still got a debt somewhere oh, from that from ten years ago, and another yeah. friend. Like, it's really sad. Yeah, not yeah. that I, I think not that there's anything wrong with. I mean, they had feasts and sure. stuff like that. That's yep. great. Yeah, but I agree. Sometimes we put so the the wedding is the ceremony. I'm oh, sorry, the wedding is the the uh, banquet afterwards. Now, mm-hmm. rather than like, okay, what did you guys like? Say, what did you commit to? Yeah, what did you say to each other? Like it was we're just kind of like I've even had I've done weddings where the first criteria they say is it's got to be short. Hmm. Yeah. We just want to we just want to be done with it and get to the partying. It's kind of mm. like okay, I get it. You don't I shouldn't preach a 45-minute sermon. I get that. Yeah. But part of me is like that's kind of sad. That's like let's get the 
the <clears throat> reminding ourselves what marriage is and, and what Jesus has done for us. Let's just get that over. I want to dance on the floor. Yeah. It's just kind of yeah. like, ah, but that's not what marriage is, yeah. right? So I almost think that our our society should evolve to the point where Christian marriage is a church ceremony and then three months later is your party yeah. is your party yeah uh with friends and family once you've had an opportunity to like navigate so you're making massive decisions massive financial decisions without even like yeah knowing each other and, and like having the rhythm of your life and it's really i'm actually still shocked that it's mortgage or marriage like holy gee yeah, yeah. that would not be a question <laughs> yeah, ever. not at all but yeah. it is and i that's a scary part yeah yeah i i think too like aaron and i when we got married we discussed it quite a bit because uh i i would say maybe traditionally uh like i come from a larger family um, so traditionally speaking in my family, it's kind of, I expected would be the word that I would use. I don't know if all of my family would use that word. So I, if my family's listening, recognize this is just my interpretation of what happens. Um, it would be kind of expected that like the whole family would be invited. We want everyone to be there. It's so nice. Um, but like on, on my dad's side of the family alone, if you invite all of my cousins, all of their parents, all of my aunts and uncles, all of their you know, grandchildren, so on and so forth. I think we're over like 150 people already. That's just family. That doesn't include any of our friends. That doesn't include any of Aaron's family. You should do like group rentals for mass weddings. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there was legitimate concern around costs. Like how will we afford this without going into debt for this food that we want to give these people or an event that we're putting on for these people? Yeah. Um, so for Aaron and I, it, it really did come to like, we want the ceremony to be special and so we actually had a pre-COVID COVID wedding where we only invited like 50 people to our ceremony because we were right. like, we want the people there to actually care about us. Like the cousin that I haven't talked to since I was five and I'm 23 now, I don't know that he cares that he would be at my wedding, right? Yeah. I don't know that I care that he's at my wedding. Yeah. If I talk to him, I still care about him. But those kinds of things were were decisions that we had to make. And I I think... Yeah, the ceremony is is very important because it is that commitment. It's that covenant between you and God and you and your wife and and having people around to celebrate and remind you that you're making that covenant is is the important part there. But I, I would think. say every few generations, the norm of what that is could change. And I think that's fine. I don't think we have to look back in history and like, yep. oh, my marriage institution has to look or mirror like yep. that one did. Yeah, totally. Because I think if COVID never went away in 100 years, no one would remember that we had 250 people in a church. That's true. Yep. And I actually think yeah. COVID helped. Uh, it's even changing because I've, I've had talks with multiple people now after COVID who were like, yeah, I went to a COVID wedding and it was kind of nice. Like, yeah. When we get married, I am not doing a huge yep. thing. So maybe it's like, okay, huge, lavish weddings are a thing yeah. of the past. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. Like So so even like speaking of lavish weddings, Aaron and I did not have one. Tablecloths? Nope. We literally just took rolls of brown paper and set it on the table. So that, Ooh, Montana. I was going to say. Right? I know. Montana's it was <laughs> very Montana-esque. Um, but it was it was cheap. It was dirt cheap. We didn't have to go to the dollar store and buy stuff. How much are your linens? Yeah, I'm pretty totally. sure the paper was even donated by somebody. <laughs> they were like, yeah, no, I'll just buy a roll of paper for you. Shout out to the butcher paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't, like, you know, it is, like, I've heard stories of people who, who have had lavish, lavish weddings and spent years planning them out. And then after that wedding date, they're 
they they almost fall into a state of I don't know what to do with my life now because the wedding has been their life for these years and years and years. Oh yeah. And and that I don't know if like yeah, we should look forward to to yeah. our wedding, but So what would we what would we call the wedding ceremony cuz we recognize that throughout history there's always been some core fundamental elements oh, that would a consider question. a wedding. So Yeah. From my perspective it would be um you know, more emphasis put on the journey up to the ceremony in choosing partner, a partner for life that, you know, is, is yep. equally yoked for, for uh, lack of better definition at the moment, which essentially, of course, we, we know means aligned with where you are at um, biblically or where you want to be. Yeah. And then leading up to that point, like an acknowledgement in front of God and mm. witness, I, I don't think it has to be the church body. I mean, Nope. For personally, like it's a little, I think it's a little different than a salvation journey or a journey through sanctification where your church body, um, which I, yeah, I'd like to unpack a little more of like, what does that mean? And that's another podcast, which is actually an interesting idea. Like what is, uh, you know, witness responsibility and not only uh-huh. a journey through sanctification, but yeah. a journey through marriage. Yeah. Because I've not invested in any of the weddings I've been to, but I've invested <laughs> yeah. in others. Yeah, I think for me, yeah, you look, okay, we want to be biblical. So I think there's there's not a prescription given, but there are things, yeah, there's elements that we go, okay, there seems to be some kind of marriage ceremony where there's, you know, a blessing, where there's people involved, where blah, 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 blah. It's not just, let's go into a tent and be married. Um, so I think the the ceremony's big. If, even for me as a pastor who, you know, legally in Canada, I can marry people people um i always tell couples like if you want me to officiate your wedding you're agreeing to four or five pre-marriage counseling sessions Mm. and i won't i shouldn't say there's very rare cases where i there was there was one couple that they were in their 40s and they had both been previously married and they were just in a different stage of life we still met with them but i'm not like well now we need to tell what the first night's going to be like because it was like that's not where they're at right yeah but Every other couple has been like, if you want me to officiate your wedding, uh, you have to come talk with my wife and I for four or five sessions. I view that as really key because, mm-hmm. right, we're talking through like, what is marriage? What are you guys signing up for? Like, mm-hmm. how do you deal with conflict? I, and I think that those conversations, although it's not like prescribed in the Bible, I think they're important because in our culture, it get we're so discipled by the world on what marriage mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that it's actually unless your parents did a phenomenal job with it, it's really hard to then switch gears and recognize what Christian marriage is. Right. So yeah. I think that's, if I'm correct, that's your heart behind the, Hey, we yeah. should meet and talk about these things. Yeah. And it's not like I won't perform a marriage if that doesn't happen. Right. That's, I don't think that's part of the marriage, mm-hmm. but I think it's just, it's, I, I find it so helpful and so necessary for couples to, to kind of go through that. So, and it's worth unpacking like throughout history, how, like we started with like the marriage union was something completely different than today where we're young people at youth or senior youth or college getting butterflies over someone that looks cute where originally it's like the survival of family lines. Yeah. She's and got the, broad shoulders. She can plow the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's literally like the existence of life in a rugged, uncivilized totally. region of the world where I need to take you from your family and you need to join me as we trek across the wilderness. To and totally nowadays it's live. more like, hey, you want to watch Netflix with me for the rest of my life? <laughs> yeah. And then, it, then I think 
joking aside, that's what makes it so easy to be fleeting in that space. Totally. And that there is, it's really just, it's evolved to such that I just want you to satisfy a, a unique and fluffy I, feeling yeah. with me rather than let's, let's endure life together. I think you a make team. a really good point because even if you go back to Genesis, um, we see Genesis 1, men and women are created together. They're both made in the image of God. They're both given the task of uh, to... I don't know if the right words, what what you guys would use, but like to rule over creation, to, mm-hmm. to usher in God's ruling over creation. And then in Genesis chapter two, uh, after Eve is made from Adam, uh, he says, uh, the man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of man. We're all familiar with that verse. It's probably stated at every Christian wedding. Uh, and then, the, the author of Genesis kind of chimes in and says, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. Yep. Um, Adam looked throughout creation and there wasn't a helper suitable for him, right? Look throughout the garden and there wasn't some, there wasn't another creature that could come alongside him and help him fulfill the role that God had already designated for man, mm-hmm. um, mankind. And so woman was made so that that role of work that God has set before us can be completed. So I think it's, I think you're onto something very important when we're looking for a spouse. Um, Andrew, I remember, I think it was in a sermon. You said this, uh, gravity wins. If you're looking for a spouse based on beauty, (laughs) it fades. We live in a world more than ever now. I did say that. I got some, you're talking about like people getting mad about sermons or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, or new theology. That wasn't new theology. That was no. just me being an idiot. <laughs> that's science. But, that's science. <laughs> but it, it is true. If you're looking for a wife who's going to like, and if your only take on it is that this woman, or if you're a woman, this man will look good by my side. Man will look like an attractive couple. Will will really look like we have it together. Probably the wrong motives. Mm-hmm. Rather, I think it's more biblical to look for a spouse who will help you fulfill the calling that God has given to humanity, right? Uh, So then as a Christian, if you're a Christian listening to the podcast, I think that then becomes the focus of the beauty Mm -hmm. is that if you see someone and you see what God is doing in their life and you've seen what God is doing in your life uh, to step up in a way of saying, Hey, I see what God is doing in your life and I want to be a part of that. Totally. I want to walk with you in this. Will yep. you walk with me in, in my journey to love God and love others, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's good. Well, we don't want to beat a dead horse. And I think I we do. solved this question. And Cam's mm-hmm. texting us now being oh. like, i got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for tuning in, episode 103. Um, as always, if you do have uh, questions, please email or message us or whatever. Don't message Corlin now on Facebook because he deleted it. So... Yep. Um, He's one of those. Oh, yeah. I'm also technically not able to legally perform the marriage ceremony, so He'll don't reach back. out to me if you're wanting to get married. <laughs> He'll be back. <laughs> yeah. what you said. Quitting Facebook is the adult version of like, I'm running away. Or quitting <laughs> smoking. <laughs> I'm running away. You're never going to see me again. <laughs> and I remember again, Facebook goes, oh, uh, look who's back. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing that as a kid, I think at a 7-Eleven when he <laughs> gets, I'm running away. <laughs> Go. I think that was my dad's response. All right. Yeah, no, exactly. Anyways, so yeah, please send us more questions and uh, like and subscribe and leave a comment, all those things. Anyways, thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week.